All right. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of I Don't Give a Sip. And today we are going to be continuing on with our um, episode from last week, which was common mistakes that are made um, in fitness, health, nutrition, XYZ. Uh, Today we're going to focus kind of more on the training side of things. And yeah, we'll go from there. Uh, First off, though, we do have to check in with each other. Jimmy, how have you been? (laughs) Good. Um, My other job that I have, which is coaching a bunch of children uh, in gymnastics, is putting on a production uh, tomorrow, actually. And I wanted to prove myself, uh, I don't even know what the word is, it's definitely not worthy, but prove myself creatively. And I took on this really, really big project of um, creating a 20 foot tree out of paper and foam and leaves and glue. And I got very far into it and it was 100%, almost 100% completed. And somebody was moving it after rehearsal on Wednesday and broke the entire thing. So, is that why you had yesterday to go and, back today? Mm-hmm. So, between yesterday and today, I've been um, in the tree ER mm. um, trying to salvage my poor little tree. Uh, poor giant tree. It is, it's huge, it's enormous. Uh, and it's on wheels and it rolls. Uh, so, yeah, I'm currently covered in glue and like hot glue spiderweb. Because I spent most of my morning trying to fix my tree. And I will be doing that for the rest of the night. If anybody needs me, I will be at the gym making a tree. Finishing making a tree. Other than that, very excited for this production. Uh, I don't want to... It was my first project that I was like, oh, I can do that. So I'm very um, attached to this tree. Yeah. And if things go wrong, I feel like they're not going to trust me to do another big project. So... Oh Everybody cross your fingers for my tree. Wish me luck, because by 7 o'clock tomorrow night, it needs to be uh, stable. I hope it goes well. Thank Good you. Luck with that. That's the biggest uh, stressor in my life right now, which is silly. I mean, we bought a house, but I mean, this tree is honestly stressing me out a lot more than wow. buying a house. <laughs> All what right. You? Um, nothing much, man. I'm going into finals. So, ready to be done. I have summer classes, though, so I guess I'm not technically done. I get not even a week off, and then I have to start. Yeah, isn't that insane? Not even a week. Yeah, so I that's you usually why... get, like, two weeks off. Something, you would think, but no, I get, I think it's, like, five days or something like that. My last final <laughs> is Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. I think I have one online on Tuesday. And then, oh, so maybe we get, like, a week, because then my next class starts Tuesday, the next week. So we get a week. But, like, it doesn't feel like that's enough time for me. Like, that's to relax. Where, yeah, well, we crammed in this, like, Tennessee trip, so we leave on Wednesday, and then we come back, and we're driving, right? So it's going to take, like, 10 hours to get there, so that's, like, a, almost, like, a whole day, in a way. Oh, Why? And then we have to drive back, obviously. So, I don't know. It's going to be a short trip. But we tried to, like, plan something where there could be somewhat of a break. And then I start summer classes, which is great. Stressful. Not fun. I don't miss it. And I'm sorry. What part of Tennessee are you going to? Uh, Gatlinburg. 
Ah, oh, my sister lives around Gatlinburg. Yeah, we're going to go um, She lives in hiking. Cookville. I'm very excited. We're staying in... So, it's... The first we got, like, we're staying in a cabin and then we're staying in a hotel. So, we're staying in a cabin for the first few nights in Seaverville. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. So no, I have an no idea. It starts with an S. I'm probably that butchering sounds right. the name. And then we're going to Gatlinburg the last couple of nights to stay downtown. Um... And we're going to go hiking, and I hope the weather's really nice because they've been getting snow. So that would it's really chilly, be know. icing on the cake if we go down there and it gets freaking snow. Because it snowed here, like, yesterday or two days ago. And it's been, like, 70 and sunny, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, let's have a snow day. It was crazy. Oh, interesting. It's been very windy here. It's, like, tropical storm-style wind, which is interesting because we are not in hurricane yeah. season yet we will be in june i believe i think that's when our hurricane season starts june climate change baby oh. oh yeah i mean i told ryan just because this is the year that we bought a house that this is the year that we're gonna get all the hurricanes like all the bad ones because we're like finally oh responsible for something yeah yeah so hopefully that's not the case don't speed but... into existence man i know i know all right well, all right. Well, yes, let's get into it. Um, I think today's episode is going to be relatively short, but knowing us, we yeah, kind of... Yeah, like the last one. Yeah, we chit-chat, though, so Dally. we'll see. Um, okay, so first things first. Uh, let's talk about cardio, because I think there's some common mistakes that are made in the general population um, on cardio. And that is that, uh, I guess there's like this assumption that cardio is the only way that someone can lose weight and I think it's getting better now where like there used to be there's more like research out like in the and it's more publicized that that's not necessarily the truth yeah it is a way but it's not the only way Yes, I think like the more it's becoming more of like a common thing that's talked about where weightlifting and like strength training is become becoming more of like a um I don't know, just becoming more of like I don't want to say fitness fad, but in a way it kind of is if you think about it like especially like in speaking for like women, I feel like women that strength train it's becoming more of this like it's more common but it's also becoming like this I don't know how to explain it. I don't want to call it a fad, but at the same time, it kind of is. Like, if you go on... It's just more popular. Yeah. I think. Which is, in a way, that's, like, a good thing. I know that it could be seen as bad as well, but... I don't know. At least no one's scared of it anymore. That's true. That's very true. I think in a lot more women... So there's awareness around it. Yeah, and a lot more women are becoming, like, more confident with getting into the gym because they see, like, other women are also in the gym. And now, like, I feel like more fitness, like, facilities have areas for women to train specifically, because I know, like, the gym I go to, they have, like, a the whole, like, upstairs. It's, like, this little section, and it's not, like, a ton of, like, equipment, but it's still, like, an option for, like, women to train there if they feel more comfortable. The first time I'd ever seen that is when we were in Texas. They had an entire room. And I was like, this is interesting. Yeah. And I get it. I me for me, I feel like that would make me feel more like singled out and yeah. strange. Yeah. But I also get it, like if you are a shy person or you are just kind of like timid of other people in general, it's probably easier for you to be just around females. 
Yeah. No, I agree. Um, yeah, no, I definitely think it's becoming more popular, which is cool. Um, and I think people are starting to get away from like having cardio be their sole, like their, uh, their only form of exercise because people are realizing that like with strength training and putting on actual muscle mass, you're going to burn more calories throughout the day and you actually make more progress. You get to shape your physique versus just doing cardio to burn calories. Um, but I still think even sometimes people do too much cardio because they think that on top of strength training, they still need to do, um, hours on end per day of cardio to like keep their body fat percentage lower. But part of me like also looks at it in the way of like, if you're not careful, you're just wasting all of that, like, um, progress that you could be making from strength training because like you're not eating enough if you're in a caloric deficit and then also trying to do tons of cardio it also wears on you differently instead of like being tired from training now you're tired from cardio which kind of sucks but um i know that ryan always preaches the minimum effective dose rule so like when you start doing fitness, like it's not the smartest thing to do two hours of steady state cardio because you don't know what you, what progress you can be relating to your actual weightlifting or what is being related to cardio. So if you start really like slow and low in the beginning and you primarily weight train and then increase like your step count, um, if you feel like you are not a very active individual, Um, so more daily walks, parking further away, things that like, um, kind of kickstart your like neat, your like non um, exercise activity thermogenesis, as opposed to spending two, uh, two and a half hours a week or a day for some people doing cardio. That's just only wearing you out. Cause at least with like daily walks, you're getting more energized from the sun and like having like, it's more of like a mental clarity thing. Um, then I don't, I have like a bad mental association with cardio because I always had to do it during a competition diet. And there's never a time that I've ever done it when I was outside of a competition diet. I never did it for fun. I never did it when I was a lifestyle client. Um, I cross it's different because like you don't have a choice. Most of it's high intensity interval training styles. So the cardio is just kind of naturally built into it. I mean, there's like some not fun parts of cardio in CrossFit, like 10K rows, 5K rows, 5K runs um, that you have to do if you are trying to be competitive in the sport. But um, I think like a a mistake that I made in the beginning was like not really knowing very much about weight training. Um, So the only thing that I knew how to do was use a treadmill. That one was like very intuitive for me. So that's kind of like what I stuck to. I would stretch a lot in the gym and then just do cardio and did abs all the time because those were like the three things that I knew I knew how to do and nobody would look at me sideways. Yeah, I think like for people, when I have a a new lifestyle client that's just starting out, um, usually what I'll have them focus on, we'll have like a baseline for amount of calories from cardio for the week. And then we'll also take into consideration, like you're saying, like your step count. And even if it's just increasing your step count, not necessarily, not necessarily having to like go super hard in the gym and do like a thousand, two thousand calories of cardio per week, but just 
increasing your activity throughout the day in terms of like your step count, your knee, getting up, moving, walking around, doing more things around the house, or if you're at work, like taking breaks every like half an hour or so to get up and like walk for maybe like a few minutes and then come sit back down and start working again. Anything to really like get your um, activity up throughout the day or get your step count up is it can really make a tremendous dif difference to where you don't even necessarily have to manipulate cardio so much or like kill yourself in hours and hours of cardio on end. Because then that also goes into like the different forms of cardio and how if you're someone that like, because I used to do this, I would do the Stairmaster every single day. Like that was my form of cardio or I would like sprint on the treadmill. And I noticed that that it, like it's crazy because I was talking to Ryan about it and I kind of like learned that different forms of cardio will have like it will place different amounts of stress on your body I think is the best way to put it and so like an elliptical or a walk on the treadmill or like an incline walk would be less less impactful than doing like a sprint or a stairmaster and I noticed that my body's response when I would do those things if I was on the Stairmaster, if I was sprinting or running a ton, and then also training, my body would be so fatigued from my cardio sessions that it impacted my training. And then I also found that my body was like swelling, my legs would swell a lot. Um, and I just be super fatigued versus when I switched over and I started doing like the elliptical or walking on like an incline on the treadmill. I feel like because it's more or it's less impactful that my legs don't swell as much. I'm not as fatigued and it actually doesn't like hinder any of like my progress. Um, my only other note on cardio uh, would be like a, the mental association with cardio. I feel like people, when you start talking about it as a coach, um, yeah they go to a very dark place. So I feel like it's a uh, pretty smart to keep it low or out of the question in the beginning and introduce it very slowly, uh, especially for people who have a comp like a competitive background and like they probably have some bad um, associations with cardio because mm -hmm. I don't know, I know I do. And I'm happy to do the type of cardio that I do now. Not I don't not right this second, but that yeah. I do primarily, um, it's quick and it's over with. Yeah. So, um, but it's also different because it feels like it's part of your. It is part of your workout, so it doesn't feel like you're saving it for the last minute and like stressing out over it or getting up at five a.m. and doing it and then going back later on and doing a whole training session because yeah, it's a lot. It's not very fun. No, it's a lot. Um, something that I mentioned earlier that I also think ties into this conversation is kind of like my lack of knowledge when I was starting out. And like, that that's not anyone's fault when they don't know much, like it takes a long time to figure out what you're doing. Um, but I really did believe in like uh, target fat loss or like target training area training, mm -hmm. um, which I know is another thing that obviously people talk about that now all the time about how that cannot be true. Yeah. Um, but I also, it would uh, keep me from doing anything else. So I didn't even think about like my back or my arms or my legs. I was like, well, if the only thing I want is abs, I just have to train abs all the time. Uh, so I did. 
but I also didn't know how to do anything else. Coming from like a gymnastics background, I knew how to do pull-ups and I knew how to do sit-ups and V-ups and like frog jumps. And that's what I did because that's all I knew for a long time. Um, there wasn't very much variation in it and I was absolutely terrified to go. Our like at UCF, our like gym was also split the same way where it was like cardio equipment and like a couple of dumbbells upstairs and then you could look down and see like the weight floor and I was always yeah. terrified to go downstairs and like do a back squat or a deadlift or a bench press or anything like that which I feel like lots of women were in that time I know that it's a lot different now being exposed to more weightlifters on the internet and just general gym goers yeah it took me a long time to do it I remember, like, that whole, um, I guess you would consider a myth. I think I know what you're saying, where, like, you can't. I always remember it as someone said to me one time when I first started. This was, like, before I competed, I think. Someone said to me, um, you can't spot reduce fat. And, I like, that's a thing. And I still think people, um, maybe it's not talked about enough. I don't know. But I still feel like that is a common uh like misunderstanding when it comes to training is that you can manipulate your training to grow when we're talking like from a muscle perspective you can manipulate your training to obviously focus on certain muscle groups to make progress in certain areas more than others when it comes to fat loss you can't just do only crunches and then expect your gut to go away and everything else stays the same. It doesn't. No, but you're probably building the muscle underneath it exactly. and making it stick out a little bit more, which I was very happy with the, um, after losing like body fat, I was like, oh, there's actually muscles under there. There is something, I actually did something for myself. Um, but it wasn't until after I learned how to do cardio and learned how to eat correctly yeah. that I saw any of the progress. Right. So I guess a good way to wrap that whole thing up is just that you can't spot reduce fat. If you're trying to lose weight, implement cardio, implement strength training or any type of training. I can't. I mean, CrossFit's not considered strength training. So I can't just say strength training because there's people like that that like CrossFit. There's cross training. Yes. So there's many forms of like training. So implement training, implement cardio, implement um, uh, an increase in NEAT. So that could be step count, just doing busy work, working outside, all that kind of stuff. And then, um, focus on food and what you're in, like what you're consuming, your calorie intake and the fat will come off eventually, but it comes off from all over the place. You can't just spot reduce it. Um, it also comes from like the places that you like the most, like your boobs and your butt first. So sorry, that's true. but that's just kind of how it goes for women. It's and not, then it kind of sucks. Yeah. But uh, you got to take what you get. If you want to see your abs, then chances are you got to lose some other fat from other parts of your body that you like. Um, another true. note that I had uh, written down was just like not being consistent. I think you see it a lot with yeah. like girlfriends that you have who don't want to pay you for coaching, but they want to bother you about coaching all the time. And they'll be like, well, I've been, like, eating better and going to the gym and doing this. But then I'm going out on the weekends and I'm, like, binge drinking and I'm going to business lunches and doing this. And it's, like, it's very hard to 
one, I'm like over talking to friends who don't pay me to do anything. And two, it's like, it's almost hard to just be like, well, how do you not see what you're doing wrong? Yeah. Like you can't, there's like no such thing as eating. I know everybody's favorite term, like eating clean and like going to the gym like five days a week and then just like wasting your two days of your weekend doing nothing but drinking and like eating food and you're just starting yourself back over every week. You're not making any progress because you're not being consistent. And that doesn't mean that you can't have balance in your life, but you have to like weave the balance in throughout the week and keep it like a consistent amount of balance versus going like balls to the wall in training and then balls to the wall in partying on the weekend. Yeah, I um, those two things don't coincide. The way that I kind of explain it with clients is I actually like I have a, a breakdown of it. Um, there's a PowerPoint that I got and um, like I put it put it together with a video and everything. And it basically explains like if you're someone that felt like it, it breaks it down into like calories in versus calories out because at the end of the day when it comes to weight loss or muscle gain, whatever it is you're trying to achieve, it comes to comes down to the calories that you're intaking versus how much you're expending. It gets tricky because if you put someone in a caloric deficit, so they're eating less to lose weight, and they do that Monday through Friday, or let's say they do that Monday through Thursday, Friday rolls around, Saturday rolls around, or the weekend in general, whatever, however you want to look at it, and they don't follow their plan, they end up eating whatever they want, and it pulls them out of that calorie deficit. Depending on how much they go over or they get pulled out of that calorie deficit, it's just adding calories back in. So then at the end of the week, the actual weight loss is hindered, it's stalled, it's just not where we want it to be because you're pulling yourself out of that calorie deficit um, even though it's within two, three days out of the week, it still affects the progress in total. That's kind of how like I explain it. Um, and I think it just comes down to not realizing, I think sometimes it's like mindlessly, um, snacking or going out and trying to have something that's close to what you'd normally eat or something that's on your plan, but then not realizing that how that food is prepped is like it consumes oils and butters so it's going to have twice as many calories in it and that's actually going to pull you out of the deficit that you're in if you're not careful um plus if you're drinking alcohol that's a whole nother topic and that's a little bit harder to track so it's kind of harder to tell how many calories we're actually consuming from alcohol because it's not just what's on the can folks um <laughs> But, yeah, well, we had yeah. uh, no. Did we do an alcohol tracking episode? I feel like we've talked about that a lot. We might have. Um, Maybe like back in the Tuesday tea times. Yeah, the tea 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 times. Um, um, I also feel like consistency can go along with like um, not following a program of I guess the same style of programming for long enough to like see results, which I think yeah. we actually mentioned in the first one too. It's like kind of like flip-flopping between like a bunch of things. Or what I yeah. used to do is cherry pick and I would go through a program and I'm like, well, I hate all these days. I hate Tuesday and Thursday. So I'm just going to keep repeating Monday and Wednesday every uh, day. And then like it doesn't help if you're not doing everything for your whole body. Yeah. Um, 
and then you end up with like weird like differentials like you have huge shoulders no legs or huge legs and no shoulders and it's just not um, yeah, very conducive mm-hmm. yeah um, also I- um consist consistency in your effort in the gym also because i mean like there's been plenty of days that i've gone to the gym and like done a workout but put 10 percent effort into it every single time yeah and or like in every single exercise and then I like convinced myself that that was okay because going to the gym was better than not going to the gym, but that's only true in like a very small amount. Um, yeah, but like I think it's just if, it's I think it's circumstantial. I think that's how you yeah. say that word. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like if you let's say it's like the week before your period and you're super fatigued and you're like i really don't want to train but some type of like some form of movement movement yeah is like i think that's a little really bit good. different yeah mm-hmm. versus like just showing up doing 10 percent for like weeks on end just because you you're being lazy it's not that like anything's really going on you just feel like you're not and maybe even like it could mean for some people maybe it just means that the type of workout that you're doing is just not for you if you really can't get into it and you're not finding motivation or desire to get to the gym maybe try something that you actually enjoy doing it could be that as well um that you actually want to do. Because <laughs> I've been there. Like, I've totally, I've been there. And it's really hard to show up and really give your effort and be there mentally, too, when you absolutely hate your form of training, like, what you're doing. Um, but I do, I agree with you. I think that being consistent with, like, your workout routine, your training regimen is super important. Um, and even tracking, like, what you're doing and how much you're lifting, how many reps, the intensity of your training, all that kind of stuff. That's why I really like RIR because ever since I started using that method, um, I've noticed a significant difference in my strength and just how my body is developing, uh, which has been really cool to see. But I had to definitely be open-minded to it because when Dom first introduced that to me, I was like, what the hell is this? This is gonna be so confusing. And I was it, it's super complicated to get into. Yeah, it but is. But once you get it, it's it's kind of intuitive. Yeah. In a sense. Well, now it's like I can't I can't I feel like so off if I'm like I've had weeks where I was like sick, right? This is like a while ago, but like I would get sick and then coming back into my training routine um, I just wasn't feeling like, motivated and stuff. So it's kind of just like messing around with different workouts, trying to figure out what I wanted my next training cycle to be. And just like not following RIR, just kind of going to the gym, doing what I know, seeing what felt good, what didn't, um, but not having a specific intensity to train at. I was just kind of showing up and training. It like threw me off so bad because I was like not used to just like going and doing whatever. But it made me realize like when you do have structure and when you do like track things and you really have like that organized um, aspect to your training, I guess you could say, or you it, it like allows you to really have like a goal in mind um, and execute on that goal um, effectively. I think for me, it's also like a mental thing. I yeah. love like being organized and I like feeling like I'm a comp- like being able to check a box each day. Yeah. Um, I think 
one thing that we didn't write down to talk about, but uh, tracking your workouts also is like a big thing yeah. uh, that I didn't do in the beginning. So, and, and honestly, I'm not the best at it right now either. Um, shout out to my very uh, flexible coaches that I have. Um, but when I was being competitive and I was being a lot more um, diligent about tracking, it was a lot easier for me to remember like my max lifts and like program off of that because we do lots of percentage work and I have a very hard time remembering numbers as it is. Yeah. Um, so it would be like uh, do 70% of your max for a set of 10 or something and I'd be like sitting there for like 15 minutes and like I don't know what my max is so I don't know what 70% is so I'm just going to guess. Yeah. And like you could be going way over or you can be going way under and regardless of which one you choose you're not getting the stimulus that your coach wanted out of it. So like using an app like um, when we did bodybuilding we used rep count which was really cool. Um, all of our training is through True Coach. Um, we like Team Builder a lot as well. Um, I think, I'm sure there are tons of other tracking apps, but those are just the ones that I'm familiar with. Um, and then it does all the math for you. Uh, so like for those of you guys out there who struggle with math. That's really uh, helpful. That takes some of the stress away from training too. Yeah, when, when you you're know. already like, no. Right, the numbers, you and you like, know that you're doing yeah. it right. And right. Like, oh, okay. No, this is seventy percent or sixty percent, whatever it's supposed to be. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's it for me. All right. I mean, we could end here if we wanted to. It's at thirty minutes. I just think that was simple, effective. Mm -hmm. The last one we all talked right. about was all dieting, and then this one was all training, and then. Next week, we can do a third one where it's maybe a mixture I, of both. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. Who knows? It's always right, fly folks. by the seat of our pants here. That is true. Well, until next time. Um, yeah, I don't know. Everyone enjoy your vacations or your time away from because the kids spring break is coming up, too, I think. I feel like a lot of people are traveling right now because you guys yeah. just got back. Mm hmm. I'm going. I went. We were, when I was we were actually to like, supposed to go somewhere else again. We were actually supposed to be in Puerto Rico this weekend, but we. Uh, it just wasn't going to work out, yeah. especially trying to like buy a house and close on a house. We just had a friend who is a girlfriend of a client who is competing in a weightlifting meet in Puerto Rico, which would have just been really cool yeah. to go and watch because we yeah. both Brian and I have never been to Puerto Rico, um, but back to back traveling. Uh, out of the country also I don't know out there how many of you guys have traveled out of the country recently but it is very rough very stressful customs is bad we almost didn't make our flight back like and there's only one flight that flew out of the Bahamas each day on our airlines that we it was a lot so oh my gosh good to know yeah. man yeah and you have to get COVID tested before uh, actually I think a lot of no the only travel ban that's lifted right now is masks but we had to get COVID tested three days before our flight. And then during our vacation, you had to test negative 24 hours before your exact flight time. So not just the day that you were leaving, but it had to be like, we left at 11. So it had to be yeah. 11 the previous day that we tested negative. And so you had to schedule your test at 11 o'clock the day- In the middle before. of our vacation. Well, in okay. the middle of a day on our vacation. 
Yeah. And they didn't give us a list of, like, approved places or, like, enough approved places because of where we were. It was on, like, a different island. And, like, it was a lot. It ended up working out in the end. And we all figured it out. And we all – some of our friends, though, they didn't get their uh, COVID result. They didn't get their results until the day that we were leaving. So they were up, like, all night, like, okay, well, I just can't leave the country, I guess. I'm just here. That's insane. Yeah. No thanks. So, all right. Well, note to self, won't be traveling out of the country <laughs> for a while. Stay in Tennessee. Stay domestic. Uh, yeah. No kidding. That's going to be easy. And I don't think you guys will have to wear masks on the plane now. Well, we're driving, so it doesn't even matter. That's the other. Never we were mind. like, let's just drive. Screw it. Because then you don't have to deal with that crap. I can't drive in cars. I can't. I can't do long car rides. I'm. I'm all right. I think it's because like when I'm with Dill, it's okay. Because like he drives really good. He's not like a crazy driver, so I don't get like car sick. Like if I was like riding with like one of my girlfriends, not to different. call him out, but like it's different. no. I get it. I'm a girl. I get it. I drive like complete ass. Mm-hmm. I would make other people car sick, but that's why if Dill's driving, I'm fine. Because oh, I just even, like- sit there. <laughs> Even, I'm like, Ryan's a great driver, too, but I'm just, an, I'm a bad passenger. I get really antsy. I get really talkative. I, like, don't like to sit still, and, like, I just, like a kid. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, not, it's more of, like, a I can't focus thing, and, like, I yeah. usually get, like, two or three hours where I can really, like, get work done or, like, read a book, and then after that, it's, I need to get out, <laughs> like, now. Yeah, I but. ordered three books on Amazon. I'll probably get through... At least we also like listening listening to podcasts like out loud in the car, um, which is fun. We listened to the like Netflix one, which was really cool. Um, That one was like nine hours, but we listened to it in like pieces. And then because we did, we've taken long car rides recently. Just yeah, haven't been my favorite. Um, And then we listened to some of the Nike owner, no, the Nike CEO. Yeah. Um, podcast. No, it was a book on, like, an audiobook. It was really good. Yeah. Um, but oh. yeah, that's all, all right. for now, folks. All right, everyone. We'll see you on our next episode of I Don't Give a Sip. Peace out. Bye.